This is MC Nice. Keep it locked right here on GA Street Radio. Blessing you with today's CHH and gospel hip hop hits. GA Street Radio. God's house of hip hop. Revealed that a fix, pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting, everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh, know what we stand on. Sound the ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I've reached, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shot go with it. Keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. J- James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint splatter. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they seek? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. I go by the name of DJ Focus, squatting here with me. What's up, T? What up, Doe? How y'all feeling? You good? I am wonderful. Absolutely incredible today. So much to talk about. Man, listen, we we back in the lab again. It's been a minute since we all been in the studio together, so I'm excited for that. And it still looked like we in three different places. It does. It does look like we in three different places, but we in the studio. What's up, Swab? You good? You, 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 you okay? I'm, I'm good. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Once again, you tuned into The Fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And of course, y'all know we got another hot show again for y'all today. Listen, we picking back up on that relationship conversation. Uh, T say she got some she got some stuff to uh, you know add to that relationship conversation. Uh, we, so we got some uh, real talk topic uh, today is uh, just talking relationships with uh, Valentine's Day around the corner. Um, just giving some fresh perspectives on relationships, healthy relationships, toxic relationships. We're gonna talk about it all. Uh, of course, you know, keeping uh, God in perspective in the middle of that too as well because we kingdom here. And we also got another hot interview for y'all again this week. Um, this week we got uh, the talented poet. And um, also uh, rapper Chrissy Singleton. So we definitely looking forward to that interview with Chrissy Singleton coming up. Uh, we have a new um, segment uh, this week for our legal hustle. So definitely want y'all to get your finances right. So listen, I want to keep it locked, but you know how we do it. We start off with uh, Tierra with the T. What you got for us this week, sis? I have so much tea for y'all. Let me tell y'all. So let's just run through this. I don't even know where to start. Uh, we'll start with COVID because, you know, that's just what everybody is dealing with right now in some way, shape or form. Um, so with several days left to go, January has already been the deadliest year, uh, the deadliest month since, since the pandemic. pandemic. So over, over 80,000 deaths in less than one year. Uh, COVID-19 has claimed, as y'all know, 430,000 lives. So we have to, uh, just as a body of Christ, remember to pray for those people that really have lost people to this uh, pandemic and the CDC projects another 84,000 deaths by February 20th. And so it like this thing is like so incredibly crazy. 
Um, there's new strands in California. Uh, they say that some have been found in um, South America that, you know, people are traveling, so they're bringing it back to America. So there's a lot of serious things that you have to do around travel now. So it's just a conversation and folks talking about vaccination. Like, is that something that, you know, you think you should have to do? Uh, I know for me as an employee of CMSD, they're talking about, you know, 55,000 uh, employees being tested in one week to be able to bring the students back to school, like on a hybrid model. So it's just a lot of conversation and different things going around. But I brought that up for really for us to, to pray um, to heal the land because, I mean, 430,000 families, that's how I look at that, uh, have been affected in, or impacted by this pandemic. Like, it's crazy. So moving on. Exciting news. Emmett Till's house in Chicago has finally been dubbed as a landmark. And so you can go there and visit it as a museum now. So the city claimed it as a landmark. So no destruction can happen to that place. Can't tear it down for any reason. And that was really, really dope because um, if you don't know the story of Emmett Till, please, please, please look it up, research it quickly. Uh, He's a teenage boy, came, he went down. Uh, to visit his family. He was from Chicago. And unfortunately, a white woman said that he whistled at her. So that night, um, he was visiting his uncle. Um, that night, they went to the, his home, drug him out of his home, uh, beat, shot, and lynched him, and then tied him to a cotton gin wheel and drowned him. Um, and so his body was so unrecognizable that his mom only knew it was him because of a ring that he wore. So she decided to have an open casket funeral. Um, and I mean, it struck news everywhere and it was really a turning point in the civil rights movement. So make sure as we're approaching one of the most important months, I believe of the year, uh, you know, what's going on and, and, and know your history. Like Emmett Till's death was a huge turning point for the, for the civil rights movement. And now, Uh, to make his home a landmark on this past Wednesday in the south side of Chicago. Make sure that we always have to keep that a part of our conversations. So shout out to the city of Chicago for doing that. And the National Museum of African-American Music opened on MLK Day in Nashville. So hopefully the squad will be uh, traveling down there soon to see it, get your tickets. It literally only costs $13 to see every part of our history in terms of music literally black people have had an impact in every genre of music even down to folk music like I was like really we did that too so like really it ain't no sauce nowhere we ain't create so that's something huge and so shout out to Nashville for opening that museum it's literally the history of music from the beginning of the time um and just how uh African, African-American influence has had um, and impacted music. So kind of moving globally, Pakistan court finally outlawed virginity tests. Why is this such a big deal? Human rights, folks. The Fix Radio Show, huge on human rights, huge on just kind of having those conversations. So the virginity test was unfortunately something that they would do to women. It's called a two-finger test. You would go to the doctor after... Um, being assaulted, particularly uh, rape, and in order to upstand in the court <laughs> to fight your to fight your case, you had to pass the virginity test. And so, finally, Pakistan outlawed that test. Said that there's no scientific 
backing for that test. Um, and you'll see other countries have done the same. So India was another country huge on doing that. Um, and so finally, those women will have that right. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then back here, Biden finally allows U.S. Uh, aid for global abortion providers. So, you know, being a part of the body of Christ, a lot of people have some feelings towards abortion. But when you're thinking about it from where Biden is coming from with this allowing aid for um, global abortion providers is because of the same thing that happened in Pakistan. There's all kind of foolishness going on around the country, around the world um, in terms of women and abuse and assault. And so sometimes the result of that is pregnancy. Um, and so there, there's a lot of debate going back and forth about it. But that was a huge move for Biden because a lot of, of women who um, who don't have that support, who are underprivileged and don't have access, they need those those services. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a bigger conversation there. So I told y'all it was a lot of tea. Not to mention, what's the football player name? I forgot to write his name. He just... Uh, he just beat up his black girlfriend and left her for dead and thought that he was going to get away from it. Hold on. I, Cause I got to make sure I got his name, right? It's a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, he just beat up his girlfriend, white football player, beat her up, left her for dead and went and uh, finished his dinner. Uh, hold on. I am going to catch it for you. Here we go. So this just happened this week. Uh, uh, Chad Willer, three criminal, three criminal charges over alleged violent attack on girlfriend. So used to play for the Seahawks. Apparently he wasn't a huge, you know, footballer. Didn't nobody really know his name, but now we know his name. So yeah, that has been your tea. Y'all got any comments? <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's a lot. That definitely was a lot. Wow. I didn't know that about the football player. I definitely got to read that article. Yes. Um, that just recently happened. What team did he play for? Seahawks. Place was the Seahawks. They went ahead and let him go. It's just interesting how the same thing happened with black football players. And I mean, drug through the mud. Like you knew their name, knew the team, kicked off, done, no thoughts about it. It was. It wasn't alleged. He did it. Like it, it's the language is real different with this football player and the fact that you don't know and you're an avid, an avid right. sports watcher. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care if you're a big uh, football player or not. If you had that black skin and something like this would have happened, oh, you definitely would have known about it. Easy, drug you through the mud. Yeah, but and, this, yeah. And and you know that's always my. Uh, <laughs> I always have a problem with media and the stories that they put out. Um, so yes, I agree with you. I pray too as well. I'm praying for all the, uh, the people who have lost anybody from COVID-19 and definitely want everybody to be safe, uh, practice the proper, you know, follow the guidelines, practice social distancing, make sure you're wearing your mask. But I sometimes question these numbers that keep coming out mm-hmm. of people dying. I do. I just kind of, I feel like they patent these numbers. That's just my personal opinion. But I definitely want everybody to be safe. I definitely want everybody to wear their masks. Definitely be smart. Um, we know certain cities have opened back up and they're doing whatever they want to do, having all type of parties, back in strip clubs and just all type of crazy Atlanta. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta it, kicking it. Yeah, yeah. They just they act like it's nothing going on. So, no, I don't agree with that. I'm not saying that we should go back to that. But I just think we need to be smart about it. But I definitely feel a certain, about, certain way about the media when it comes to what's projected in our news and, you know, everything that's going on. So, yeah, yeah definitely with that. But, yeah, listen, you have a lot of good tea. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I need to take my tea global. Let's up, uh, let's let's take it around the world. So that Pakistan thing, um, mm-hmm. it's just really big. So if you have any interest in women's rights, uh, those are some of the stories to kind of follow and some of the things that are uh, changing globally when it comes to women. We appreciate you for the tea, tea. Uh, let's let's get into some music. Uh, keep it locked. We got a legal hustle coming up. Also, we got a hot interview from Crystal Singleton coming up too as well. Let's get into some uh, no big deal. Uh, catch up. You're tuned into the fix. The fix is in. Yeah, walk in the lab like I was Dexter. Hold up. Yeah, let me put your mind through some pressure. No way. Yeah, I'm talking Dexter just like my sister's name was DDE. I'm talking Dexter like I might murder you on TV. I might just snap like I'm Uncle Festa. Yes, sir. If I keep getting overlooked by selection, I need a beat from Static Selector. Yes, I just switched up the flow, but I didn't mess up. Stress got me scrolling my phone and looking for treasure. I struck out, put it down to pick it back up. I guess I'm strong out. Shorty want me watching the story, sticking my tongue out. No, baby. I'm too busy trying to impress who I got at home lately. I'm too busy trying to finesse a future for more babies. Four of us all on the tour bus with no court dates. Divorce us. You got more chance of winning a horse race on shoulders of Megan Thee Stallion after her tour dates. Walked in like I'm Dexter. Listening to Kesha. I don't mean to stress you, but you know that I'm the next up. Don't be gassing me. I'd rather speed off in the Tesla. Had to flee the scene, I left the beat off in the stretcher. Yeah, look, tell them boys catch up. Yeah, 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 hey, got so many hits, they think I'm juicing. Yes, they say I'm a problem, call up Houston. Yeah, middle school, they said I was a nuisance. Yeah, now I'm selling albums to their students. I'ma bring the mixtape back. I'ma just bring 08 back. When I drop, just crank that, then pass that to a rap. Any tribe don't play that. Hottest crew since ASAP. I'm like Wayne meets K Dot, and you look more like K Pop. So them boys don't test me, I might look sweet like Nestle, I got that snipe like Wesley, I am the goat like Messi. Hold up, I don't want the game to get the best of me. I don't. Still, I'm kicking down this door like open yeah. sesame. I walked in like I'm Dexter, hey. listening to Kesha. Yes. I don't mean to stress you, but you know that I'm the next you up. Don't be gassing me, I'd rather speed off in the Tesla. Had to flee the scene, I left the beat off in the stretcher. Yeah, look, tell them boys catch up. Yeah, 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 tell them boys catch up. Yeah. Look around, look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now, we did this. Doesn't matter what anybody said. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. Everybody's within. Everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. All we are is proud and passionate. Bombay. Yeah, I fell seven times and I got up. I was right on Mitchell Block when they got shot up. A discrepancy between two people selling product. How did we ever obtain the blessing through this violence? Little did we know there was a history inside us. Bluffing when they told us we was nothing, fan, they got us. Told us that the good Lord love everyone, just not us. Then we started reading for ourselves the law and prophets. They cop us, they watch us, then lock us inside. The same kind of places where prophets reside. And there ain't no racism, these are nations at odds. The matrix of Satan, it creates this divide. I was sinning, it was fire, I thought God would let it slide. I was 
was burning with desire, kept my eye up on a vibe. Started out premeditated, then I did it on the fly. Slightly medicated, covered singing, covered in my pride. Till I you know where I be at. You know, Repenting for my sin while I'm watching the throne. And his love when I'm free at. Obedience to y'all, do a lot for your soul. Gotta think before you react. Wisdom and faith is the life that I chose. All these little demons and life get exposed. Rebuking these spirits, I like to be bold. You know, you know where I be at. Repenting for my sin while I'm watching the throne. And his love when I'm free at. Obedience to y'all, do a lot for your soul. Gotta think before you react. Wisdom and faith is the life that I chose. All these little demons and life get exposed. Rebuking these spirits, I like to be bold. My ex says she praying for me. Well, I need a lot, lot, lot. It is what it is. We from the block, block, block. He got saved, then they shot him like pop, pop, pop. Prowling on the streets of gold like ah, 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 ah. Now one time for my homies, it's from the project. I bet they don't even know that they eyes yet. You can still get God if you ain't died yet. We got kids, you already know where the vibes at. Yeah. My mama said I'm a prophet if I'm Absalom Jones, he's shine is Richard Allen, trap boys push Jaguars right through Richard Allen, revolution televised, this should have been on Fallon, I saw Jezebel by the wishing well, sipping on Ziffindel, I gave her some intel, let me guess your address, H-E-L-L, I seen you some holy water in the mail, you know where I be at, repenting for my sin while I'm watching the throne, and his love when I'm free at, Obedience to y'all, do a lot for your soul Gotta think before you react uh. Wisdom and faith is the life that I chose All these little demons and life get exposed Rebuking these spirits, I like to be bold You know, you know where I be at Repenting for my sin while I'm watching the throne And his love when I'm free at Obedience to y'all, do a lot for your soul Gotta think before you react uh. Wisdom and faith is the life that I chose All these little demons and life get exposed Rebuking these spirits, I like to be bold, you know I want to, I want to 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 Yeah 215 215 19145 South Philly to West Philly, all spots in between yeah, this a bop, yeah, yeah, oh, this a bop, oh, oh, this a bop, yeah. Attention. You're listening to the Defix Radio Show with DJ Focus and Defix Squad. That's what I'm talking about. Pay attention. The fix is in. Oh, yeah. 
Already been to the altar. Turn that down to a dollar. They say he forgot the truth. Now all he talk is money. I say truth is that my people in a hood and hungry. You don't really know my calling. You don't really want these problems. I stay fresh to death, but boy, my whole team gotta be ballin'. Yeah, holy water steady dripping through. Look at how we brought the city through. 116, we've been in the kitchen cooking up a chicken you can listen to. People wonder how we did it. People wonder how we get it. I tell them, don't chase the money, chase the vision. Put your people in position. Turn that water into wine. Watch me grind, watch me shine. Grandma told me God is good. I told Grandma all the time. I'm tripping holy water. I got that holy water. I'm tripping holy water. I got that holy water. Do the Philippe technique. If it's tripping holy water. If she with me, respect it. She tripping holy water. Holy water. I got that holy water. I'm tripping holy water. I got that holy water. Do the Philippe technique. If it's tripping holy water. If she with me, respect it. She tripping holy water. Why came from nothing, seen a lot of people fall Took a lot of L's, call them lessons, never took a loss When they ask me how, I say wow, must not know my God Holy water dripping, one one six and boy I'm with the mob yeah, yeah. Holy water, holy water, dip me in it, drench me in it, I'm dripping They told me the system would get me, I can't lie the devil to tell me But now I'm covered and I'm clean, I'm still resisting all the schemes You see me invest in my team, it killed a dream and not the dream All around the world, London to Dubai Yes, I fly, let them wonder why I just trust the guy, close my eyes I could do this blind, I don't want my sight Things just work out for me, I don't do it well, I do it right yeah. I'm tripping holy water, I got that holy water I'm tripping holy water, I got that holy water Do the Philippe technique, if it's tripping holy water If she with me, respect it, she tripping holy water I got that holy water, I'm tripping holy water, I got that holy water, do the Philippe technique, if it's tripping holy water, if she with me respect it, she tripping holy water. Oh. 
really thought I was gonna hit the lead, but I didn't. She told me, Tob, you should go get a real J-O-B, but I didn't. Hell, sometimes disobedience is the ingredient needed to clear your path of the feces and demons that mislead you. To the bite of bondage in line with them folk from Egypt Before they got the receipt that Pharaoh denied them freedom I know them shackles that's on you get comfortable in this system Especially when they hit the kill switch on a caterpillar's vision To be a butterfly and hover by Can't spend that happen sucker by Thoughts that bread only come when you make butterfly Ooh. I hope you get it, I do I might just write the ones in the slums with the drums or haiku To let them know that there's plenty of tycoons that come from typhoons And they know that we all just like you Cause... Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a music set. We started it off with No Big Deal, uh, Catch Up. We also played New Eshan Burgundy, Sins of Omission, featuring uh, Jafia Life. We also played a throwback from Lecrae, Holy Water, and that song that just went off was P.J. Morton, featuring Toby, No Wigway, Practicing. In Wigway. In Wigway? Toby from the SWAT. <laughs> Mr. I lay hands, try Jesus, I lay hands, you know what I'm talking about? Listen, listen, I, I, I'm definitely uh, excited. Uh, we, we got a hot exclusive interview uh, today, man. Listen, um, I'm, I'm going to try to give this some justice. Definitely a, a dope poet, um, dope artist, just all just all around artist, rapper. Um, she started off with the Fix Radio Show too as well, so I, I feel like she's a she's an OG. She's one who helped build the fixed brand um all together so uh, help me uh welcome me and chrissy singleton to the fixed radio show what's good sis what's goody <laughs> what's, what's goody 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 uh, what's up what's up you tell me <laughs> what's up witty witty how y'all doing we good we good we, we blessed to have you on the show with us today um Let's go. Got a lot to talk about. We know you got new music coming on the way and everything dope. So we 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 always start off though. We ask you to just share a little bit of your faith story um, for the audience, for the people. Maybe share um, you know how you came to Christ or maybe how you rededicated your life to Christ just to bless the people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so Dre, you already know we we know we go back. Um, and who else on here? Share shout your team because I don't Rico, like Rico Suave. 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 Uh, uh, Tier okay. Kali. How you doing? What's up, Tier? How are you? Nothing much. Just trying to stay out the way. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you as well. All good. Well, good. What's up, Suave? What's good? How you doing? Good. How your wife and, and kids and your whole crew? Man, they're great. Uh, kids are annoying, but they're good. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey. Don't do them they, like that. They old and annoying. Oldest about to be 16 next week. So, so I can't, I, that blows my mind. You hear me? That's like. Exactly. <laughs> mine's, you know, mine's, just, mine's just turned 25 today. Yeah, y'all. I'm not even really trying to, I don't know. I think it reminds me how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How your wife, Jay? She good. Everybody is well on our end. I promise you, um, wife is, is, is great. Like I say, daughter is great. Grandson is great, man. We, we ain't got no complaints. 
Hey, I, don't I look real studious in this background? Y'all yes, think so? You do. Yes, you do. You know, highly educated. And she, she got the under God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, she represents the, under, yeah. got the under God. Um, shouts out to our homie, our brother, Dre. Little bro, bro. I love him. I really appreciate him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's hop into it. Uh, you know, tell, yeah. tell the people a little bit about your faith story. <sighs> okay, I'm 34 years old. So uh, let, let me let me rewind. Uh, I made I made the decision to accept Christ kind of around the age of like 12, 13. And um, I just remember me and one of my cousins just just deciding to make this choice during the, like a, a church service. And so, um, you know, I accepted I accepted Christ, you know, because obviously, you know, the Holy Spirit was convicting me and kind of wooed me to himself. So. 12, 13, you know, made that commitment. And, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of discipleship outside of that. So it was pretty much like you said the prayer, you accept them into your heart, you get baptized and it's like, that's it. It's like, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of like a maturing process and or like understanding like the cost of what that means. And I, and I do believe God knew that my heart was, was genuine for the Lord. And, and overall, you know, the Bible says that like we're sealed when we accept him, you know, when we truly mean, you know, when we truly mean it. And so, yeah, 12 years old, just <laughs> freshly, you know, accepted Christ and just didn't really understand what, what that really meant. Um, I grew up, you know, definitely within a, within a family who, who believed in the Lord, but like personally understanding like what that means and what it takes. I just didn't, I didn't have that discipleship. I didn't have, you know, a, a lot of that going on. You know, you had a, like, Bible study and certain things like that, but it wasn't anybody like who uh, had a, who I was building relationship with and I was learning how to, how to live out what I believe like day to day, like that, that walking alongside, um, you know, piece of it. And so, yeah, it's just like 12, 13 kind of got, it kind of uh, uh, maturated, like, you know, through um, like my teenage my teenage years, you know, doing what I wanted to. Then, of course, um, you know, uh, growing up in East Cleveland. Shouts out East Cleveland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> East um, me, let's go. Yeah, I was definitely sheltered, though. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I wasn't. I was a product of my environment. I had I had one of them grandmas that, like, if, if boys was down that street, if boys was down that street, she like, go that way. When you playing that. So I was definitely, like, a porch kid, like I seen what was going on, but I just didn't necessarily become a, a product of it. Um, my mother uh, put put me, uh, put us like in in a, uh, a Catholic school, like um, even when I was living in East Cleveland. And um, yeah, I just feel like uh, even through that, that process, like I, I was, you know, the Lord was still wooing me to himself, even through that, just that process, you know, um, 16, 17, still in high school, still doing my own thing, still not really understanding what it, you know, what it, what it like really truly means to, to really walk with the Lord. Um, and uh, kind of just to maybe fast forward to uh, kind of like um, probably like when I got, um, I got connected to a hairdresser who was going to uh, a local church here in Cleveland. And she was just, um, just reminding me to, to like get back connected to the church, mind you. Um, 16, 17, 18, I was kicking it. I was wilding out, you know, like I had went to, um, I had went to try, I had went to, uh, Toledo for, for college, like first year out of high school. 
I mean, you know, I uh, graduated from high school, like, oh, four. Um, mind you, I'm 34. I'm 34 years old. So like first year, I, I mean, first year out of high school, went to Toledo, had a great time, almost failed out. Like I had to bring my butt home um, and like just humble myself. And I kind of got connected to a hairdresser who was going to a local church here at the time. And she told me to come, um, you know, come and get like back plugged in. Um, I remember having an encounter with, with God outside of the club. I don't know if y'all remember the view. At oh. all. <laughs> that was my era. How old are you, Tierra? Um, I will be 30 next month, but I was, I was out here. Okay. I some stuff. All right. <laughs> like the view. Mm-hmm. That was our spot, boy. It's like, it's like the DNA now or something like that. I'm like, what is that? It's like, something weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, I remember, uh, it was a, it was an evening. Um, and I think my friend, uh, one of my friends who I used to speak with, who I'm still cool with now, she was just like, I, re- I, I remember this. I remember that day that, um, that like I really had, I had an encounter with with God. I remember we were in the club and it kind of got shut down. And I mean, that was just like a consistent thing when you used to go out. It's just like, well, are we getting dressed so the club gets shut down? Like, what's the what's the whole purpose of all of this? Like, um, it seemed like it just it was just regularly happening when we were going out. But um, mind you, this time my friends had my friend had got into it with this girl, and you know, it was like, you know, they were go- they had shut the club down. We were going down the stairs and like in the view, it's like this huge staircase, like to even get down, you know, to the to the to the first floor or whatever. And um, so they was just going in, like, you know, you ain't you, you know, all you know how you do this, like you ain't going, you know, all of that whole kind of piece of like just talking stuff to each other. And I remember like uh, us walking to the car and I just was I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I was embarrassed, but just the conviction of just just God just fell on me. The, like God was just, he just told me it's more and I will never forget that. And I, and I, like when I heard him, when I heard him speak that to like my spirit, man, I, I grabbed my stuff and I, and I, and I never, I almost like never really looked back. I got plugged into that church. I was just telling you about that. My hairdresser told me about and got, co- got connected there. And it was just more so full on like ministry, like just serving, serving God's people outreach heavy like Dre and Rico I know you from like team ministry back in the day or we just used to be at church seven days a week like seven days a week in like um and it was almost ingrained in us to to love people and to uh you know support the local church and so that that truly was like ingrained in me and so yeah I got plugged in there and that's when I really rededicated my life back to the Lord and I look up now and I think that was around like 21. Yeah. Okay. I rededicated my life at 21 and now I'm 34 and I'm just like, wait, wait, what year is it? Like (laughs) time is just, it's just flown, you know, just flew by. And I just know that God has just shown me a lot about like his hand has been on my life. Yeah. On my life, y'all. Like (laughs) even when I didn't think like uh, his hand was on my life, even in my failures, my mistakes, my wrongs, like even it just even some of the wins and like it's like God continues to remind me like he's been there all the time and like um and even now like where I am it's just it it almost feels like I'm still back at square one it's like he's still showing me he's still like taking me back to the basics like like a, a childlike faith like come to me as a child like um in 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 just some of these things like we've we'll never like arrive and I'm just consistently learning more about God, like growing in my, my knowledge of him, 
my love of him, just who he is, how he sees me, how I should see him. Like, and so, yeah, I think maybe that's a little bit. Did I answer your question? No, you definitely did for sure. And I'm just sitting here kind of listening so that hand on God part really uh, kind of shaped this next question. I was ha- talking with a friend and we were talking about just how, you know, you look up and you be like, oh, y'all don't understand. Like, God, if it wasn't for this one moment and he had it, my whole life would be in a different place. So and then we all on the back end of that, just it not being for you. Like a lot of the things he kept you from, not just for you, but to be able to go and help somebody else in those same situations. So. How has your situations and those things that he has had um, his hand on you for, how has it helped your ministry, um, be it to women or whoever, you know, you you minister to? Like, how has it empowered the story and helped people um, with the same kind of issues that you had in the past? Man, I, I, I don't know. I just think it makes me more humble, man. Like, who, like, who am I? Like, I mean, just, you know, you know, uh, just how much I've just been forgiven for just my past and my and my pain and shame, like all of, all of those kind of things. Um, honestly, I, I want to be known like as the the girl next door that people just have access to. Like I'm no I'm no different. And that's the thing. Like when you come to Christ, it's like like we come to Christ because we we're broken. But at the same time, like I'm no I'm no different than you. I think you know we start to walk into this piece of like being who God created us to be. And then that starts yeah. to look very countercultural. Um, like when you say, okay, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not engaging in that, or you know, you know, not my will, his will. Like, you know, you start doing making these like countercultural statements about, you know, who God says you are. And um, yeah, I, I think I think that's truly, it's truly that is just the humility of the Savior, the compassion, you know, overall of the Savior and the fact that He's showing me now, like what he's really truly creating me to be, not my plans, not me trying to go to go to school and, and get the, the seven figure salary and everything that I thought success was. It's like I, I changed the whole thing up on you. Yeah. He switched it up. Yeah, all day. And I honestly that that's that's a huge aspect of like it's one of the things that I just struggle with. It's just like um in school and just wanting like I was consumed with like what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, you know, even just being in college and I'm like, okay, boom, because it's it's a lot of pressure everywhere. Like the school's telling you, you need to figure it out. People around you telling you, you need to figure it out. And it's just like, we really don't know until we tap into the Lord and he reveals like what he's purposed us for. Like all of this trying to figure life out. That's, that's like how this song got birthed. It's like that, that's not your battle. Like that's not your that's not a weight you need to be carrying. Like we don't have the capacity to carry that. We don't have the capacity to try to plan and to sketch. Like, I mean, planning is purposeful now. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's necessary. And I feel like he's, he's a wireless in such a way to be planful and to prepare. But at the end of the day, you got to live open-handed because if he come in and say like, go left or go right or drop that or sit your butt down, like we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be, you definitely got to be, like um, overall, like open-handed. Like I'm, I'm from East Cleveland. Like I'm from East Cleveland. I, I wasn't a product of it, but I feel like my mother uh, put me in like Catholic schools, so I got to really experience a lot of different kinds of people early on, and I had like relationships with a lot of people who didn't look like me, and I feel like it, it overall did help me to see what more of the world looked like, um, and so. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I'm not I'm for I'm for unity, though, like unity specifically, like in the body of Christ, like not, 
definitely not everybody, um, you know, looking specifically like me. Um, so I, I definitely, that's, that's, that's on my heart, like the unity of Christ, the, the, that we operate like the body. Like it don't matter like what church you go to. It don't matter all of those, like those specific details of, you know, that we try to hold on to. Like it's about his presence and um, obedience to the Holy Spirit. So that's just- no, that, no, that's super dope. Um, I, I definitely would like for you to kind of um, talk a little bit more about, because you, you said, you know, definitely we talk about unifying a lot on the show, but because of everything that's going on with social injustice and everything, that the media portrays us. And even within the church, you have white white evangelical churches uh, colliding with black churches. You know, talk a little bit about that when you talk about unity and why is there constantly a, a divide, a racial divide between us as believers and also just within our, our country? Man, I think I think for me, it's, I, I really, nothing, nothing that's happening now is should be a surprise to us. Like, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise because if we are, if we're in our word, like it's clear, it's clear. Like what we seeing on TV, all of that stuff is clear in the Bible. That we're going to be lovers of self, lovers of, like it's clear. It's in the word. And so most of these things, it's like, oh my God, this, this, this. And it's just like, man, this is, this is, this is not the world. This is not our world. Like um, we, we're a Part of a different kingdom and so honestly I really I really truly believe like it's it's probably less self-evaluation and, and allowing the word to read our heart and taking ownership for our own healing and our own thoughts and making sure like we're healed in certain areas so we're seeing it how God sees it and we're seeing um and we're and we're seeing others how how he sees them as well so um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care who you, I don't care who you voted for. That does not give me a right to hate, to to be resentful, like any of those, any of those kind of things. And and I think that whole aspect of learning how to to disagree and love and, and respect, like you don't gotta, you don't necessarily gotta believe what I believe, and I don't have to try to make you believe what I believe. But at the end of the day, it's like it still needs to be mutual respect. This whole idea of like we all created in God's image, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I truly believe like we're not like we're really not in our word. And I feel like that's why the the Lord has even been speaking to me about just like revival in the word, boo. <laughs> like yeah, that's where it yeah. I mean that that should inform our worldview. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just be looking at the world like, oh no, like what's no the 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 like the Holy Spirit and the word should be informing how we see things. Period. Yeah. And it don't matter how bad it gets. You know, and I and I'm telling you, it, and I, I, I don't want to necessarily, you know, speak down, but, but I mean, the Lord spoke to me just about like deeper roots, deeper roots, because um, things aren't going to slow down. Like, honestly, I'm going to be honest, like people's mothers and stuff are just like dropping like flies. You know what I'm saying? Like people that are close, like in my sphere. And I mean, just stuff day to day, just knocking at your door. Like, what, are you still going to believe? Are you still going to believe? Whoever's in the White House, are you still going to believe? You know, if, if say if I take your money, are you still going to believe? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like God's trying to get us to be firmly planted in who he is and in his word. Because I'm telling you, man, these hard times are coming. And, and as you guys know, I don't know what uh, what church are you connected to here? Um, so uh, I'm with uh, the Remedy Church uh, okay, out cool. in Akron. Uh, Ooh, now, so. 
Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> no, yeah. that's that's AJ. My guy. <laughs> like, let that do. So, um, but you know, definitely I, I agree with you in, in terms of being rooted. And I think especially because of the culture that we live in. Now, yeah. I'm just thinking and I, I feel so I work with children. I feel for my yeah. high school babies because you talking about pressure. I think, you know, back in the day, teasing was different. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. the bullying that they experienced. Now it was simple. You got out in the yard, we handled it, you know what I'm saying? Thugged it out, and then you kept it moving. It wasn't, they deal with so much pressure. And so, and I also just kind of think about our generation in terms of dating and relationships, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. culture is like, hey, look, we go on a couple of dates if you go on a date. <laughs> And then in the next minute, you y'all y'all in the bed together, like, and that's a thing. Like, it's dating is different, marriage is different. Like, the first argument you get into, you leave it. Like, so just with all of the cultural things and how they shape us, um, how do you use your 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 music and and your poetry as ministry to kind of really help folks navigate through that or or see Christ through all of the like just to cut through culture. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a dope question, Tierra. Um, so for me, God's just been talking to me about the word. Like we got to get back to the word, and that's why I included heavy. I don't know if if you guys got a chance to listen to the track, but like I start off with the word. I'm speaking a word over y'all. Like, and I and I feel I'm able. Like from f- for me, like whether you know Christ or you don't, like you understand worry. Period. Yeah, you know what worry. You know what it feels like to worry. Especially it, on the know, first of the month. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> like worry look the same on the first of the month, Dot. <laughs> right. Like when that, when that uh when that car stopped, like, you know, it's it's almost innate. Like I feel like whether you know Christ or not, you can under you can overall understand where I'm coming from. And I really try to meet people where they are. Like I really try to meet um I really try to meet people just with just basic trials and tribulations that we go through whether you know Christ or not like you should be able to get with what I'm talking about because I'm just talking about just life stuff period mm-hmm. like I'm talking about worry I'm talking about doubt I'm talking about loss like all of that stuff that's just real for people and some of the and some of those things like prevent people from experiencing the grace and the love of God because you know just the trials and the tribulations and, and, and we know that we know that the word tells us about that you know take courage um, because, you know, I've already overcome the world. And so, but a lot of people don't really understand that. And so I try to pull just real life stuff that everybody go through and bring and kind of just um, make make some some of those things a focal point, um, but still uh, throwing a word in there, still throwing worship in there um, yeah. you know, too as well to just, you know, reach a generation of people who who may have questions, who may have fallen off. Who, um, who, who at the same time, even as a body, that's, that's why, I, that's really why I create, I create for both, but people who don't know him and people who, who do know him, because we, because, because as a, as believers, we need to be built up. We do need to be reminded. We do need to be encouraged. And just as well as, you know, sharing the, sharing the love of God and, um, you know, sharing the love of God with people who don't know him too, as well. So definitely real life stuff. Yeah. I can't, I can't give you nothing but the real, like I can't, I, you know I mean? I can't really give you anything other than, you know, overall kind of like what God has uh, brought me through. So that's, that's, that's kind of the, that birthed holy. I remember seeing my, my husband um, just really not wanting to do what the Lord told him to do. I, I seen that struggle. Yeah. And then I, I, I remember I was working at Chick-fil-A like 2019 and I remember a girl I met, um, 
Uh, that just reminds me, I don't, don't want to stand her that song too. Like she was a part of the, the inspiration behind that too, because she was totally consumed with like life. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, uh, you know, what does my life mean? I'm working at, I'm working at a fast food place. Like, you know, yeah. and so, um, and then it was just other things like even going through miscarriage twice and um, being pregnant with my daughter and uh, really up, sitting up in my room like, man, what, what if I miscarry? You know, what if, you know, what if I, I, I have the baby and then I miscarry? You know, similar shots out John Legend and Chrissy, like, you know, my yeah. prayers go up for them too as well. And it's like, this, I just, I really want to talk real life and still, still overall help people um, get a glimpse of God's perspective in it all. So I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up, sis, because uh, same friend I was talking about earlier. We just been talking about a lot of things of impacting women and how we don't talk about it enough in the body of Christ. So I think women feel feel so alone in so many different ways and men, too. But, you know, it, it's us women here right now. Uh, the from miscarriage, uh, we talked about the shame of um, things like masturbation in the church. Like we we feel like only it's talked about for men and that shame and you get over it and get free. And it's like a whole group of people were missing. Um, yeah. And then the shame of coming back from, from rape, from anything, you know, just, just sexual assaults or it doesn't even have to be about assault. Just you have this, this fairy tale idea of what a woman's supposed to do, right? Like you, you give yourself to God, you wait till your husband, you go through yeah. the beautiful pregnancy. Well, sometimes the pregnancy doesn't, doesn't go all the way through or mm-hmm. you lose the baby after, after birth. So like, we don't, catch those those women after that so if you could if you could like say something to 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 churches like this is what I think y'all need um to this is my critique to the church like what would you say to church in terms of how we um steward our women in in some of those conversations that we don't have in the pulpit or or in ministries yeah man um dang girl you you coming locked and loaded ain't you today <laughs> I see why you got her on here, uh, DJ. She dope. Um, the fix is in. But, <laughs> but y'all here for sure. Um, honestly, one of the blessings of my life is um, discipleship. Mm. I think truly that um, just us, I, I can, I can just be included in that too as well. It's just I think we minimize the, the blessing of discipleship about you know. Titus too, like the older women teaching the younger women, the, the, the blessing of having true intimate relationships with people who are older than you um, and just being able to have a mutual exchange, like whether I'm younger than you or whether you're older than me, mm-hmm. like being able to receive from one another. Yeah. And like just being trans, you know, and just being transparent within those intimate relationships. Um, I think so much has just been like the older generation stays over here and the younger generation stays over here or like the older generation over here and, and we do in young church over here. And it's yeah. just like, no, nah, no, nah, we need like God wants to to use us togetherly, together, uh, togetherly. That's a nice word. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Webster made up words too, child. So we get <laughs> right. Um, like he wants to use us together in ministry because we can't, we can't, like you, you know what it is. Like when you don't have young people around you, you be totally lost. Yeah. Like as to what's going on now. And, and same thing, uh, just same thing about like when you don't keep wisdom or when you don't listen to people who are really trying to help you and build you up. Like you lose, you lose, you lose sight on that wisdom that can overall, you know, can kind of steer you in a direction that 
you know, maybe more of, of God's way for you. So discipleship is huge. Discipleship where it's at, like most of the churches, the doors is closed now. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to be, you know, kind of just somewhat focused on is building relationships, going deeper, like yeah. going deeper than like the, the, you know, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever. It's just like going deeper, like, you know, uh, and I know it's, it's, it's a different time now. I know you can't necessarily congregate over one of this house, but it's just, even if it's just one person, one, even if you just right. got one, one youth in your, in your church, or you just, you know, it's just like praying on like, Lord, who do you, you know, who do you want me to live life on life with? Um, like to live uh, in community with and share my wrongs, you know, share the things that the Lord brought me through. Like that's huge. And, I, and I'm sure you understand that too, Tierra, working with young people too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it, those, those relationships, like that's what's, that's what's going to point people back to the kingdom. That's in relationships and, yeah. and being able to trust you and being able to see God in you. So lived out. Yeah. So even even in those the midst of those building those relationships because that's that's very valid. How what's the balance? What does the balance look like of not judging and condemning versus the accountability piece of holding the people accountable for you know trying to you know change their life over? What yeah, because that? that's a thin line. It's a real thin line, thin and, line. and I don't think we talk about it enough because yeah. you know that's the first thing that comes out. Oh, you judging me? You judging me? Well, you know, if we in relationship and we building together, and I call you out on something, just like you can call me out on something, is that really judging or is that holding you accountable? Absolutely. So I definitely you know want to hear your perspective on that, uh, Chrissy. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, I, I think it's that similar to like what, what we were just talking about, like being able to to, to receive from one another. Like, mm. I mean, I mean, there's been, been plenty of people that call me out. And I mean, I just have to. It's either like I remember one of my friends said her grandmother has said, like, either you're going to listen or you're going to learn. And most of us are like, oh, no, I don't want you to do what I did. I don't want you. But sometimes you just have to to, to allow people um, despite even if they, you know, receive your wisdom, you have to allow them to go through and you have to also be there when they fall. Yeah. Extending that, extending that grace. And so, yeah, sometimes you'll share with people and I, and it's been in my own life. I've, I've shared like, oh no, he's not a good fit. Like, I know I used to talk to his brother, like they sold drugs. Like, don't, like, don't do that. Like, I already know what that is. Yeah. Um, kind of like a situation. Um, but Sometimes it's just like sometimes God wasn't necessarily telling me to say something right in. So I think it's also like being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and leading. Because sometimes it's like you see people going down the path. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, but versus like going to the Lord, like, you know, asking like, Lord, what does this individual need? Like, you know, just bathing stuff in prayer more. Because sometimes it's like when you see seeing you like, oh, no, that ain't right. That ain't right. But it's, it's I think, um. I don't know if I was reading something. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I think it was a book about Rick Warren. I think he was just, I think it was Rick Warren, but um, I think he has said like purpose driven life. Um, I think it might have been that, uh, but I'm not 100% sure. But okay. I think what I read was he he said that like, like let's talk, let's talk to God, let's talk to God more um, before we talk to men. Like, talk to God before you talk to men. Like, it has to kind of somewhat go in that in that in that sequence because i think sometimes we we real quick to just punch it punch it. Mm-hmm. let me tell you let me tell you about this let me tell you about that but like i think the lord is definitely calling us to be more um intentional about our prayers and praying and lifting people up and then of course allowing you know the lord holy spirit to lead us in correction which is 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 necessary it is 
correction in love, but sometimes I just don't, I don't always see the correction in love, you know, in love. So. And I, that, I think you hit it right on, on the nose, like in that love and that sauce. I, I know it's salt in the Bible, just add a little sauce to it and it, it, it make it good. Uh, I think, because uh, we got, we got to wrap up with you and, you know, get you out of here on time. But I, one of my last questions for you, because I know uh, you're a poet and then started doing rap. Can you please tell the people that poetry and rap is not the same thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then how and how you make sure that one is in its place and the other is in its place as well. Because folks love to say poetry and rap is the same thing. And, and maybe let me let, let me let me make sure you agree before I, I ask the question of how do you, you know, make them different? Because if you make them the same, sure, go ahead, you know. But I just feel like it's not the same thing. You need to have real talent to ride a beat and poetry on top of a beat is not the same thing. Please tell the people. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. Don't put me on the spot. Look, uh, I don't know. I think, I think. No, <laughs> oh, no, don't. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Y'all, y'all a lot more educated than I am. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I look honestly like with this song, like, I, I, I honestly like this is a, a super like this trap worship kind of feel beat. I personally feel, um, I'm more spoken word than hip hop. Like, but I, but oh, I, but fine. I, I'm very much hip hop, but I mean, you, you help me understand because you educated me on the differences of like spoken word and hip hop. For me, like it can fit, it can live on, it can live on the same track. It can. Like, I feel like I, I, I can flow more in like spoken word and like a worship feel, like a more spontaneous feel. And then I can more so just like be more uh, conscious of my delivery cadence um, and that whole aspect. So I feel There's like it difference. can fit on one track. Yeah. There's the okay. difference. You just did it. You educated everybody. Thank you. What I need people to hear. <laughs> and you didn't call yourself a rapper. That's what I'm trying to get folks to hear. You said I'm a spoken word artist. You know your lane. And that's it. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. I appreciate you. I can't wait to, for us to play the song so the people can hear how you're a spoken word artist with some hip-hop influences. Thank you. That mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Chris, before we get you out of here, tell uh, tell the people about when your project is dropping. Um, we know you're dropping a single, but I know you probably got a full project that you're looking to drop. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, let yeah. people know how they can follow you on all your social media platforms and everything. Yes, yes. Uh, so single comes out tomorrow, January 31st. Uh, I'm excited about it on all digital platforms. Uh, definitely go support that holy. I got a, a teaser that's actually coming out. Um, uh, at 6 p.m. Shouts out uh, Chris Webb who directed that video. It's cray cray. I'm grateful to the Love Lord. Um, so I, I do have an album that I'm working on that's called The Foundation. I, I feel like even within this this time, like the Lord has been shaking foundations. Like what what are you building your life on? So that's the influence of that of that album that is finished is getting mixed mixed and mastered. Um, ideally shooting for like a March release date. Um, Again, y'all can connect with me at Christian Singleton Music on Instagram and then also Christian Singleton on, on Facebook. Uh, and I, I'm actually releasing stuff on SoundCloud. So I'm just I'm trying to tap in a little everywhere and just share it and kind of get people's thoughts behind it. And so I appreciate y'all for uh, bringing me on. No problem. You, you know, you're welcome uh, anytime, sis. We got to have you back because we definitely have more questions, but we out of time. But listen, intro your track real quick before you get out of here. What's up, y'all? This is Cleveland, Ohio. I'm I, I'm excited. 
I want you guys to listen, take in, hear, hear God, hear what he's saying to you on this track. This is Holy by Christian Singleton. The fix is in. about your life what you will eat or drink or about the body what you will wear it's not life more than food and the body more than clothes look look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight why why because he's holy 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 jesus fight my battles for me he say daughter lay it on me he say son lay it on just what you need he know just what you need he want to be your father sin can't have me nah forgiving big lord these lies can't have me nah forgiving big lord these lies can't have me nah forgiving big lord this world can't have me nah forgiving big lord yeah big lord old me new me old life new life they like the old me though Cash, cash, 
Miscarriage had to bow with the two knees. Had the saints praying while I grieved. Down with my calling because of what I seen. 33 years old, where do I go? Wait on my future, yes, yeah, heavy on me. But he knew me before I knew me. Everything you see is all under him. Christ incomparable, so don't compare my faults and others with him. Working through the layers of my life, Lord, repair. I want to give my all, know my name when I walk up. Done with this world in my mind and my heart, I had to put it up. No more blindly running towards my way, Lord. Show me how to be obedient, obedient to you. Help me to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it, cause Lord, you're holy, holy, holy. 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 You don't have to worry. You don't have to know. You don't have to fight. So holy, lay it down. kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you at the proper time why because he's holy holy Jesus fight my battles for me he say daughter lay it on me he say son lay it on me lay it down on me I don't have to worry I don't have to know I don't have to fight so Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Holy, Lion of Judah, ooh. Holy, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Holy, Lion of Judah, ooh. Yeah, he is so, he is so, he is so holy. Yeah, he is so, he is so, he is so holy. I don't have to worry, I don't have to know. You, you don't have to fight so holy. Lay it down, doubts in your mind, lay it down, doubts in my mind, lay it down, hurting your past, lay it down, adultery, lay it down, addiction, lay it down, suicide, lay it down, anxiety, lay it down, cause he's holy, holy, cause he's holy, holy. Cause he's holy, holy. You don't have to worry. You don't have to know. You don't have to fight so holy. Lay it down on me. Lay it down on him.
inside your vessel. Yeah, spirit fall, fall fresh on us. Let this temple be filled with your glory. Make us more aware of your presence. Where your spirit is, there is freedom. Spirit fall, fall fresh on us. Let this temple be filled with your glory. Make us more aware of your presence. Where your spirit is, there is freedom. Just 
Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. This came off a music set. Um, we actually played that new banger from uh, our, our interview, our guest, uh, Chrissy Singleton. Um, we played that holy. Definitely shouts out to our sis for the dope interview. Look out for her new project dropping in March. Follow her on all uh, social media at Christian um, Singleton Music. Also, we played that glow, uh, We Cry Holy, uh, featuring Olivia Glover. So yeah, let's hop back into it. Uh, T, you got you got a, a great uh, real talk conversation. We, we were talking about part two of relationships, and you said you were on Clubhouse. Oh, what happened? What, my what, God, what let happened me, on Clubhouse? Let me tell y'all. <laughs> I wish I had some more tea in my cup. <laughs> so last night I'm sitting on Clubhouse with the homie. Shout out to our, um, Orlando Watson, dope, dope spoken word artist here in Cleveland. And we was just kind of hopping into different um, rooms last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, to we were looking for performance rooms. Hopped into this joint. Uh, it was called uh, a safe space for black women to ask black men questions, something along those lines. And it had about 10 brothers at the top. You know, they got the moderators, about 10, 15 brothers. Um, and Jeff Brown from Cleveland was on, on there as well. Okay. Another uh, podcast host, radio show host. And they were just, you know, random black women from all over the country asking the men questions. What what I found so interesting about how men respond to relationship advice for women is one, a lot of the advice they was they were given, they don't actually live by those 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 pieces of advice. Like because once they would give some advice, somebody would ask, "Well, how did you meet your wife? And how did she you you court her?" And this and that and third, and it was completely um, different from the what they actually did or what they were saying as advice for dating. So I'm sitting here like, oh, so. You want us to to groom ourselves, act this way, do this. And that's not how you married your wife. Like, that's not how y'all got into relationships. So example, um, and, and something that happened in, and I, I had to, I wanted to DM this sister so bad. So she gets up, she, she asked the question. She said, hey, you know, um, in this world, men are not really asking you to go on dates. Everybody keep asking to come over. Can you go over to their house? Like, how do I get men to ask me on a date? So the brother, a couple of brothers go on her Instagram page. And y'all, this is live. This is this is happening live. It's over 700 people in this, in this um, group. Wow. They go on her Instagram. And the one dude says, oh, well, sis, I know why ain't nobody asking you on a date. And she like, what's wrong? He was like, you look like the side piece. You look like the type of chick that invites that stuff. My mouth was on the floor. So he went, he, he went on her page, on her Instagram page, on her Instagram page. One of the, now I went on the page too. There was nothing. Literally, and I, and I'm being, trying to be non-biased because y'all know I'm, I'm for the, I'm for the women. Completely. And I, I, I hope I still got the page. You go on her Instagram page. There was one picture. Um, she had like a, a V-neck shirt. It was, um, like a crisscross kind of tie. So you saw a little cleavage, but it wasn't nothing, it wasn't nothing wild. I, w- I would wear the shirt. Okay. Wasn't nothing wild. 
And the rest of her page was just real cute pictures of her with some some cute little outfits. And she got a daughter, daughter in the pictures and this and that third. Another brother go see her page. Yeah, like you kind of got this real provocative look about you. You got that little tight dress on and this, this, that and the third. And I said, I'm literally, I'm literally screaming to the top of my lungs in this. Like, call on me. This back. Because they're literally bashing this girl in uh, it's like I said, over 700 people in the clubhouse. You look like a side piece. This, that kind of what you wearing. I see why brothers just want you to come over. You look like that's all you about. And she like, she, you can hear her voice like starting to tremble, like almost like she was crying or something because it was embarrassing. And cause you could click on her Instagram page. And of course, you know, everybody went to her Instagram page and looked. and only one brother, only one, his name was King. And he 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 stopped all the brothers. He was like, first of all, he was like, y'all remember to be respectful to the queens. That's first of all. And I appreciated that. And he said, second, it's, he's like, it's amazing how we turn this conversation on her and nobody's holding the men accountable. Nobody's saying the man, because he was like, so if I go to, if I take a picture at the gym with a shirt off, with my shirt off, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sexy. I'm I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do to gather all type of women. Like it don't matter what type of woman DM me like after that because you know, I'm a man. But for her, now she looks like a hoe. She's dressed provocatively. She's not respecting herself. And and everybody shut up. I was like, "Yeah, tell them." Cuz you know, I'm I'm in the background like, "Please call on me." Because first of all, that was so disrespectful to assume that this woman because of what she was wearing invited whatever invited those types of men go ahead Rico because I'm I was going off I was so mad that that's what they said to her in this clubhouse I'm on all right all right so so basically when when guys say this and I I, I want y'all to actually pay attention fellas Anytime you say this to a female in any situation, you're basically saying the way she dressed is she uh, she's a she's accepting that attention. She can dress however she wants. That's not it. It's the same when a woman is raped. We go by what she was wearing. Yeah, that is not. Thank cool. you. That is not cool because what you wear. I know I'm, I've known a female. to She got raped twice coming from work in a McDonald's uniform. Tell me that, tell me that's warranting rape. She smell like fries and Big Macs. Come on, bro. Like that, that's trash for one. For two, saying that you, you dress like a side piece. No, she's dressed like the side piece you want. Your yeah. wife must be born. Yeah. My wife, fine. She can wear some tight leggings. She goes to the gym a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Did you say they wife must be born? <laughs> that threw me for a loop. I'm sorry. It has to be. Because you got to think about it. Most guys, like, they have their wife and say she wants to go out with her friends. She dressed nice. And they're like, what you going on with that with that whole attire on? But come to find out, that's exactly how you met her. You met her yep. in the club wearing that exact same thing. You trash, bro. Yeah. You don't even need to be married if that's how you're thinking. Yeah. That's toxic masculinity. So I brought it up for our relationship conversation. I'm uh, passing the page around to. Uh, yeah, and I'm, my, I'm, I'm to, looking. To I'm team. scrolling. I'm I don't looking. want to say her Instagram because I don't want uh, no, folks no. to rush to it like they did last night. 
I just wanted to use this as an example uh, in this relationship conversation. When we start talking about accountability in relationships, um, I think it is important to hold your partner accountable. I think it's important to have a village around you um, that's your village and one around him that's his to hold you two accountable um, for what you say to each other, to how you view one another, to how you disagree and get out of disagreements. Like, that's what I'm saying. So their their faces, y'all can see their faces. The young lady's page really didn't want what the converse how how the fellas checked her. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Because she's first of all, she's gorgeous. She was I was like, oh, she's she's beautiful. And, and one of the guys said, "You got your daughter on your page too much. I don't see enough of you." What my daughter is my life, like that's her, that's her, that's her heart, and you got pictures of her just her by herself. But it was just it was interesting a lot of the things that they brought up. Um, some other examples of some of the relationship advice they gave. Um, because one lady she asked, you know, my man said I, I'm um, emasculating him when I take care of the bill and I know he ain't got it, so like, how can I make him feel more manly and more, you know. <laughs> Clubhouse on relationships and let people come in. Wait a minute, hold on, because I was lost. Say that again. So the young lady, she said, you know, we were out on a date. I paid for the bill because I knew my dude didn't have it. Like he had um, some car issues he had to pay for. So she was like, you know, I I slid the credit card in the thing so he didn't have to look. It it didn't look like she paid for it, but she, you know, trying to take care of the bill because she knew dude ain't have it. And she did several things like that throughout the relationship. And he broke up with her saying that you emasculated me throughout the relationship because you didn't think I could take care of us. It wasn't I didn't think. You couldn't, fool. You was like, like you was, it was situations you couldn't take care of yourself in. So I did it. What's wrong with that? Like, it's a season where you ain't got it, so I got it. I got us. Absolutely. That's and, what make a relationship work. And she was trying to and say, you I got your you sitting there eating and you know you ain't got no money. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, wait a minute. I'm trying so, to like... <laughs> So the brothers in the so the brothers in the chat was like, well, you you know you gotta read the room, like you gotta you gotta know your man, like if that's gonna make him feel you know not like a man, then maybe you gotta let him. He gotta try to take care of it himself, and and you can't step in and overstep him. And it was kind of like, hold on, y'all, but like, at what point again do we check the 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 male ego in that? Because in that scenario for me, it was like, no, I got you, I got your back. Me and Michael. We we trade on who gonna take care of the day all the time, and I get him stuff. He get me stuff. And in some seasons, we like um, since it was a little, it's a little rough. So we gonna stay at home, and we gonna enjoy each other at home. And so we we have those conversations. So I'm like, what's wrong with her taking the bill if you couldn't do it again? That dang toxic masculinity. And I again just bring it up that clubhouse because we're talking about relationships and and for me the 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 particular part of it today is just that accountability i really think it's important brothers got to have people around them who are sane <laughs> and will talk to them through situations like that because i could imagine if he had some friends that was like bro chill like you still a man you just going through some hard times right now sis got it like let her have it she got your back like when you want a woman like that who would be like, no, I got it. It's cool. Not making you feel bad. That's like, not either. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to call him weak. I'm going to call him different. Because here's my thing. If if your girl call you, like you say, okay, he has some issues. He pays some bills that week or whatever. Car problems, whatever. Repairs. Your girl calls you to say, hey, you know, I want to go out and go do something. You've already expressed to her, you paid for this X, Y, and Z. You don't have any funds available. 
I think she's kind of saying that's okay. Bro, let's still yeah. go out. So like that's why I'm like, yeah, that's that's a cop out. And I think that's the problem too as well. Um, I agree. I agree. I think that men need to step up. And we really need to start treating our queens in a respectful way um, to yeah, where we... Make sure you said it right. Black men need to step up. Oh, absolutely. Black, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this is an urban show. So yeah, we we talking to our black our black audience right here. Yeah. We need to treat our queens better. And yeah, it, it needs to change. And, and on the flip side, we know there's a lot of um, women. I, and, and I always argue this. I think that women really have the power. I really believe that women... Uh, oh, no, we definitely do. Yeah, yeah, have the power. I think you guys set the standard. Mm-hmm. So with you guys setting the standard, I think a lot of this reckless talking from the black man is because it's not enough queens like yourself, T, and, and my wife and Rico's wife, like, coming forth and, and, and like, checking these dudes. Like, I, I really feel like they need to be checked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what the fear is? I, it, it, this, this particular part is so... It's so many layers to this. Right. Um, on who responsibility is. I think it's it's equal. It's um both you you all's responsibility and both uh, black women's responsibility to start to repair black relationships and not just romantically with each other, even in friendships and how we deal with one another. Um, I was on a call with some some beautiful black women, uh, five of them, and they all was, there was pastors and and marketing sp- specialists, all, all different types of women, and we were talking about how post traumatic slavery syndrome plays such a huge role in mm. our romantic relationships and how we operate with one another. If you don't know what that is, it's just truly. Um, the same sort of post-traumatic stress soldiers come back from like Iraq and Afghanistan with they're saying because of slavery we too have some of that um that just that stress of of and how it impacted our relationships and we don't talk about it enough mm-hmm. so in that clubhouse last night literally I just saw little pieces of how that theory plays such a role in how we respond to each other. And so when we're talking about whose responsibility is it to repair relationships? Well, it's both groups. One, we have to acknowledge why we're like this. Second, we have to do the work of healing and therapy. Like that is so, so big. Um, There's so much uh, mental issue just wrapped up in all of that. Because mm-hmm. the trauma from me calling you out your name to you calling me out my name and we in abusing each other. You're talking about kids being involved, single mothers, deadbeat dads, deadbeat moms and, and, and single dads. All of this trauma kind of folded into now we're supposed to come together and date each other. So you got two people coming from all of that mess historically and even in in present day, and you want them to sit down and have relationship with each other. So when we have relationship tip conversations, I think the most important place to start is are you healed yet? Like, have you dealt with that stuff? Have you acknowledged that it's a thing? Because to tell a woman um, and I think the church, man, the church is, is one of the biggest issues in this. And won't nobody say that. I, churches I've been to and love. A pastor will stand in the pulpit and say, girl, make sure you look good. Make sure you smell good. Make sure you about your business. But we never talk about what he should be doing in the meantime before. So your feet get to look like Godzilla, but I got to be pedicured up. And, <laughs> and, and I, I got to have a fresh pedicure. <laughs> my nails got to stay done. I, my face got to be, I, I got to dress modesty. My, um, I have to be about modesty and all of that. And, and y'all get to wear whatever y'all want and do whatever you want. Your hair ain't got to be, I just, I'm just, you, and, and praise God, y'all keep yourselves together, right? Y'all keep yourselves together. Absolutely. It's just not preached though. <laughs> they don't call me suave for nothing. <laughs> 
But you know what I'm saying? Like that that conversation is just not had as much. We're raised. <laughs> you know what? I'm, let me let, let me let him have his mama. I'm just saying, like I. I don't even have to wear a shirt and tie now. I'm just like, I got on a hoodie and look at it. Smooth. Okay. Feeling yourself a little bit? Just right. Little bit. I just knew like it was about to be some theme music in the background. Like, <laughs> you know, on the edit, he got some I heard, wipe me down. I heard, wipe me down in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. but no, I just, I think it needs to be more conversation about how men should carry themselves and be accountable. Um, then just as much as women. So when we start talking about how to, who is responsibility is, it got to start. It got to start with some acknowledgement. Jesus. Don't call yourself a king if you can't be. You can't, you can't call yourself a king and you you dirty. You got to be clean out here. Thank you. Like I'm just like what? you gonna be like, hey queen, and expect her to call you king and you looking a hot mess. A whole hot mess. I don't know no king that's from that. Food and dirt from two weeks ago Burn. under your nails. Clean your nails. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. Get a pedicure. Pedicure, hey, let me tell you, them pedicures feel amazing. I go every month. So, full, full disclosure, I don't go get the petties, but I do soak these dogs. Thank you. Thank you. Do something. Petty and man. Out here tearing up people's sheets with your feet. Hey. I'll be so mad. Y'all know y'all got oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I was <laughs> What is that? The main stay from Walmart? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next relationship question, man? Because I'm ready to find the moderators on Clubhouse last night and DM them like y'all are rude, you're disrespectful, and y'all owe that sister an apology. So the next thing we, we gotta talk about, and you kind of you you kind of uh talked about it briefly. Um tips for setting boundaries. Oh, that's so good. Get back, get back. <laughs> right. So, so he's in rare form today. Yeah, Rico, Rico clowning today. I, I, I appreciate the love. But yeah, tips for setting the boundaries within a relationship, things to do and things not to do That's so good. for a healthy relationship. Feel, feel free, feel free. I'll let you. Uh, I feel like I went on my rant. What you got first? So, like, how did y'all do it? Wow. So that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a that's a very loaded question. I think for us. The first thing I would say on a boundary thing is the communication piece. The communication piece is so vital on how you guys are able to communicate with each other. Knowing how to communicate with each other is very, 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 uh, very valid in a way that you communicate in a respectable way. And I think this is where a lot of relationships and even with this clubhouse situation, this the way he's communicating about women in general and calling them side pieces and everything. Come on. Because my thing is this. If you really want to be on that king status, uh, whoever you were on Clubhouse, I wish I, I wish I was on there uh, to kind of connect with them and have like some side conversations. But you're looking for a queen. You have all these high expectations like you like you talked about, T. But you're not respecting black women for where they are. Because even if they are a side piece, I'm just saying hypothetically, why not help them and show them their value is more than just being a side piece of some dude who don't care nothing about you. Right. That's not going to honor you for who you are, right. you know, as that queen. Mm -hmm. And that's a conversation I think black men don't have enough either as well. Yeah. We are, I'm be honest with you, I, I used to fall into that. And I know uh, Rico can probably contest to that whole uh, womanizer type deal. We were raised up, you know, be a pimp, be a player and dog and have as many women as you can. But 
I think we're responsible for making a lot of these women um, insecure, mm-hmm. definitely toxic, and I, I can only speak for myself. Um, uh, definitely manipulating them to the fact that they do things they know they didn't want to do, but because women are usually more emotional and they love like earlier than like men do, they get attached. So it's like one of those things, okay, I just want to do anything because I want to please my man. And that in itself is an issue. Mm-hmm. That's something that there needs to be boundaries set in, within that. And yeah, I, I went on a little soapbox. What, what, what would you say to that, uh, Rico? Uh, I will. I I will agree. Um, hmm. Let me. Um, hmm. Setting boundary. How I did it for my wife. Uh, I just told her everything about me up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking about just like from what she knew. I mean, I met my wife eight years before us getting married. But I didn't know that was that long. Yeah, but it was. Uh, it was the fact that I t- I told her everything from how I was before. So she saw me at a surface level when she first met me. Mm-hmm. She didn't know I was out here, out here. So yeah. I had to tell her. So just in case, uh, I didn't want nobody to be in her face and like, oh, well, I messed with your man before. I'm like that that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, you went nah. ahead and shut it down. Yeah, yeah, like, so nah. So it wasn't, it, it, it was to the fact like some of the, some of those things that I've, that I've experienced or went through or done, mm-hmm. I wasn't, it wasn't to set a boundary for in our relationship. It was to set a boundary around our relationship. That's good. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So I didn't want her to be caught off guard about something because I, there has been a, a few cats and I ain't talking about females, a few cats that, re, that reached out to my wife. Like, I don't know if you want to marry this cat. Like, she like, oh, I already know about what he did. Yeah. So get your hate and stuff out of here. And you don't know how, oh, that, I know it felt so good to her to be able so, to say that. Yeah, that that's important mm-hmm. for when I write. And I, I wanted that to be that way because I I was in a relationship before her that was toxic, but it was toxic because I started to be vulnerable. And it was at the time where I'm like, yo, you can't use my vulnerability for a weakness because I'm telling you, I'm telling you to be strong. Yeah. So I will empty myself and give you, tell you everything about me. You can try to use it against me, which mm-hmm. she, which she did. You, you know, you will go to my past and go digging. You're digging for something I already told you. Yeah. But if you find something to get upset about it, it was because you, you went on with a different perspective or you wanted to hear it from a different side. Mm-hmm. So with my wife, I would tell her everything like, yo, this happened, this happened. It was with this person, that person. Or this person did that. I don't know how they re- why they reacted this way, but they probably reacted it because of this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like for instance, I had a girl where uh, actually two girls walked up to my ex and started to tell her something like, "Oh no, I thought it was this, and I thought it was that." But the the key word was thought. Mm-hmm. I told my ex like, "No, it's." This is what we had. And I told her this before she, they even walked to her years before. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, well, they told me it was this and that. So who should I believe? Like, it's that type of thing. Yeah. Whereas with my wife, I told her everything. Like, you know, it was this, this and that. This person felt one way. This person may have went, went something else. And it was like, well, did you make them feel like that way? And like, if that was the case, I did that with every female I ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Because I, unlike females, like men don't give their all 
we give half of ourselves first. Yeah. Women give their all first. Mm-hmm. We jump in like, yo, we just going to test the water. Y'all jump in head first. Nah, I ain't going to jump in head first. I'm testing the water. And I did that with everybody. Yeah. They, because they dove in head first, they expected me to do that. And yeah, like it didn't happen that way. So she understood like, okay, well, if you did that, I can, I understand why they did that mm-hmm. because I know you as a person. And I know, like, I see it in our relationship. No, you man. So when she saw it in our in our relationship, it made me see things differently. Yeah. It's like, all right, I tell her everything. She didn't use those against me. She used those to strengthen our relationship. Yeah. So it was like, oh, there is no secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I know this about my husband. You can't, you can't tell me anything that I don't already know. So when, I, when those guys come up to my wife, hey, I don't know if you want to marry him. He did this with this girl or... He tried to holler at my one girl like, nah, we already talked about that. And for one, your girl tried to holler at him. Two, we don't even know that girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I heard like, so that's a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, so you spread yeah. it. Yeah, so, trying to- and that, that's kind of how it is. Like, I created a boundary around our relationship and not a boundary in our relationship. I love that. Uh, I love that. So for me... um, I'm like, come on. (laughs) For me, uh, Michael was was very, very, very good about in the beginning. Because, yes, uh, ladies, we got to work on that. We need to stop doing that. That whole jump in head first. You say hello. He say hello. Y'all, you already built the house with the fence and the dog and the kids. Like, um, and I think it comes, it's been ingrained in us, I think, in the last few years. couple decades because of how this this fear to hurry up and get married is and that if you don't do it um you know it questions your womanhood if you can't have kids it's, it's I think there's a lot of socialization around marriage and and women becoming mothers and so it adds to the pressure of getting into relationships with good men not to mention that we already got a small pool because if you asking for the, him to be your brother, educated, love Christ, not uh, have a, a criminal record, <laughs> and I can keep going, you done X'd out like so many <laughs> opportunities. And then once you get down to the small pool, in that pool, you got to hope that he don't want another man or a white woman. And once you get them out the way, you got about five left. Wait a, Wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, for real. And I was, PBS had a whole special. Or it wasn't PBS, I'm sorry. Uh, ah, it was a documentary on um, something, some platform I was watching. I hate when I forget stuff. But it was just talking about how, no, for real, the pool of Black men to pick from. Uh, first of all, you have to remember, um, over a little over a third of us are in jail from a, for all kinds of reasons. So once you get to the pool that's out here free, you and you start adding these these lists or these things that you want, it just keeps chipping away at what you have to pick from. And so... I think that adds to this pressure. Also, hey, ladies uh, and, and, and guys, don't talk about you don't want nobody who got a child and you got a child. Thank you. I'm just going to say that <laughs> up front. Because for one, I was like that in the beginning. Like, I don't want to date nobody who got a child. I had. A, I was a single But it's father. a good reason that we act like that. That's one thing. If you don't have kids. What's the reason? That why we don't want kids? Because yeah. a lot of the times the baby mama is crazy. See, listen, let, let me say this again. If you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, and that's that's just that's a that's one thing. Cool. You don't have kids. You don't. You rather start fresh. I understand that. But if you have a child, 
Don't be like, I don't want to date nobody. Don't have that. Got kids. Like, yo, if baby, if baby mama, baby mamas maybe have some issues. Yeah. But she ain't got those issues by herself because dude must be this is true giving her that attention. Also, you got a baby daddy that probably ain't nothing. And then you're going to reflect that onto the dude you're talking to because you're going to expect him to be I said it's a lot of layers. Front. I did say it's a lot of layers. The boundary... but So you're right. It's a lot of layers to this thing. The boundary question... Uh, what you know how do you set the boundaries well first of all i think you got to do it early on that has to be absolutely day one your non-negotiables and stick to them even if you don't communicate them you know them stick to them if you know you don't want to have sex early yeah if if you know you don't want to have sex early since you and and brother don't be in the bed on the third day that's not something to me you have to necessarily say out loud um, all of the time, but whatever your non-negotiables are, stick to them. You see something you don't like in that person and that's really a thing for you, don't make no concessions for it because what will happen is you'll find yourself in your relationship resenting, hating, conforming, and doing mm-hmm. whatever else it is that you didn't really want to do in the first place. Hey, so you couldn't dress, I didn't date you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. If you couldn't dress, like if your attire was like, was tacky or you weren't clean enough, not classy enough. I didn't date you. It wasn't that, oh, was she, if you, if you look nice when you got clothes on, cool. But if you look terrible, like, nah, your, your ensemble was trash. I can dress. I like to wear a shirt and tie. Like, so if we like, yo, we going out. If, if I wear a shirt, a suit every day, you know, us going out going to be impeccable. Yeah. Yo, you see me and my wife now, we red bottomed out. Custom suits, dress like, hey, yo, she can dress. Nah, she cold. I love her. We are visual <laughs> creatures. Yeah. If I see that you look trash, I know for a fact you're going to look trash on my arm. It ain't about being a trophy. For, for one, I'm going to look like the trophy husband. I'm just going to say that. Yo, I, I want to make my wife look You're feeling this stuff. I'm about to say, no, Rico, 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 Rico is on it today. I'm saying, like, I'm going to make my myself look good because when I stand next to my wife, it's not a it's not a thing like, oh, well, he brought his wife like, and she looks nice. No, I'm my wife's trophy husband. Yeah, God, and we're supposed to be uh, with but excellence. She, yeah, but she adds more to that. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, well, he's just a trophy trophy husband. He at, no, 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 I got more to offer. Mm-hmm. It's just when you see us, you don't know who's the trophy. Yeah. That's how it should be. Like, yo, I it's going to be an event where, yo, she's the Oscar. And I'm walking around holding her. Mm-hmm. And then other events, like where, for instance, my wife hosts a, a cotillion for the Deltas every year now. She's on the chair. She's a chairperson. Yo, I went there. I got a new tux. I didn't get to see my wife until like it was almost over because she's moving around. But people knew who I was because I, how I dressed. Mm-hmm. They remember me. Hey, re- didn't you just have that nice tux on last year? It, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look good for my wife, even though when I ain't on her arm. Just like if she come to an alpha event, they knew exactly who she was before she even got got to me. I know that's right. That's how. Shout out to Rico's be. wife. I love her. Most definitely, <laughs> she's my, gorgeous. My wife is a spotlight. On her own, but us together, boo, we got the sun. <laughs> no, but I appreciate that. Listen, hey, <laughs> no, I, I ain't been in the game that long. Right. With with uh with Michael. I think one of the non-negotiables, it was nails. You gotta have clean nails. 
every brothers don't understand. Tell me some, what's up, ma? And I see your hands. I that is so nasty. <laughs> like I hate I it so much. Look, I look like mechanics. That's what I said. And you don't mechanics. work on no, and you don't work on nobody's car. <laughs> so when I first saw him, he was he was clean cut, haircut, smell good. That's another thing. That's a pet peeve. Like you gotta smell good. He a pretty boy, but I swear he don't act like what? Like he don't take forever to get dressed. He just keep himself up. And he told me he get pedicures. I said, you are God sick. I love you. Um, so there you go. So he he kept himself together, but the boundary, like I, I appreciated that in the beginning, he was the one who was like, nah, let me like you first. Like he kept saying that. And I didn't understand at first. I thought it was rejection. I thought it was, uh, oh, whatever. I thought it was this ploy to try to still be out here in these streets and, and, and be doing what he wanted to do. But eventually where we are now, it makes so much sense because it gave both of us a chance. Boundaries are powerful. Boundaries really are um, the, the gateway to, to a good foundation because it made us step back, take some of the physical stuff out and be intimate spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Um, and the boundary there was triggers. Like our both our mouths is real. <laughs> both our mouths is smart. Child, I got a tongue that cut doc and his he he go for blood. And so we were doing that a little bit. And so we made that a boundary. Like, hey, that's a trigger. Don't touch that. And if you and and it wasn't just don't touch that, let's not deal with it. It was don't touch that in to try to protect yourself or to try to um, to win this battle. Like, it's not about winning. We're not fighting each other. Like, we're not against each other. And so we would have to unfold those things. So we're still working on um, working on boundaries. I even asked a question two days ago. I was like, what are some boundaries we need now that maybe we didn't address in the beginning and maybe we've kind of let slip and because we're in the habit of relationship, we're not addressing right now. And so we talked about that. And it was a really good conversation. Like, yeah, so I've been letting this slide for a little while and I think it's just because I'm I'm getting used to you. It was like, can we go back to that and like make that a thing so we don't keep kind of abusing each other in this way? So y'all know it's fresh. It's still good and fresh. It ain't a year yet. But these are the sorts of conversations we're having. So I think boundaries are important as early as possible. It'd be a year and two weeks. Uh yep. I know. The Thursday. Yep. A year and two weeks. Dang, how did that go? Like you I know people, you know, get dumped. On Valentine's Day, right before, <laughs> like no, nah, the day before yeah, Valentine's day. That, no, the story is so crazy. So I was working at uh, Max Hayes. Um, I had to go to the bank. Shout out to Max Hayes Lakers. Uh, yes, I love the principal over there. He's so cool. Um, I had to go to Huntington. He worked. He was the manager at the time, and his uh, told y'all his mouth is smart. As soon as I walked up, he like I don't want to deal with you. You look like you got an attitude, and he was being funny and. I was mad. So we was going back and forth. Do y'all know I stayed in that bank for three hours a day? Going back and forth with him. Um, and then we ended up, we kind of started flirting. It literally... <laughs> he she, got, wa- she wanted to talk to him. That's why no, that's not what... No, you, it's so funny how we tell this story. Look Very look different. Look face, Are you done? <laughs> she, she wanted it. No. I was like, you probably flirt with everybody and try to get everybody number. He's like, nope, just the fine ones. And that's how he got my number. I'm and she so was mad. like, well, in that case. I was here. so mad. I was so mad. But yes, it was the day before Valentine's. And I was like, so what you getting me tomorrow? And he was like, nothing. I don't know you. 
And I invited him to my poetry show. He came and child, he's been at my hip ever since. I'm like, oh my God. So mm. yeah, that's how we interesting. That's how we met. My wife slid in my DM. Did she really? Most definitely. I feel like she's gonna tell the story different. Yeah. No. She didn't tell the story. She slid in my DM. I met my wife in 2008. Uh and we didn't, we didn't, at that time, my wife was a different person in a different time of her life. And so was I. Uh, we met again in church. Uh, well, I won't say met again. We bumped into each other in church. When we bumped into each other and she said who she was, I didn't believe it. She had to cut her hair, cut and dyed her hair. Uh, waves were banging. Oh, no, her waves be so, chopping. And, and her body... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was serving at the time, so I tried not to look at her. Boy, <laughs> impossible. So <laughs> it was impossible. And I was a, I was an usher. And I was ushering people to sit down. So you try to usher your way over there. You tried not to look at her. I, I, I love that. You tried not to look. Hey, I just knew right then. So we, <laughs> I, we talked. Uh, she, she, at the first time it was, she asked to uh, meet up somewhere. And I was like, I, I didn't have the time. I had an event to go to. The next time was that uh, we were celebrating somebody's, one of the, someone's birthday in, in ministry. She attended uh, and then I needed to leave early. So we didn't get to, talk, get to talk. Then she slid into my DM probably like a month or two later, asked me about celebrating the Alpha's Founders Day. So I'm an Alpha, she's a Delta. She asked to celebrate with us. So she just slid in my DM like, hey, what are you guys doing for Founders Day? I'm like, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. A couple hours went by. I, um, I found out what we was doing. I let her know like, yo, we doing this. If you want to come through, come through. She attended. Uh, when she got there, so we sitting down eating. I'm talking to my father, uh, some of my fraternity brothers. We eating. I had another one of my fraternity brothers that I've known since I was like a kid. Walk in like, Rico. Netta here to see you. <laughs> now, this, this alpha in particular, he's, he's serious, but at the same time, you know when he's being funny. And he was being funny like that big brother. It was like, hey, yo, uh, you got a girl at the door. That's kind of how he said it. It was like, yo, somebody here to see you. Uh, so I, you know, I went to meet her and I didn't even bring her to the table. Like we sat down, we started talking. Uh, the night went by and I forgot why we were there. Like, I didn't, I didn't see any other brothers. I had other people walk up like, hey, how y'all doing? I was like, hey, and kept like, I never took my eye off of her. Yeah. yeah. So we had a full conversation. Uh, when she left, she left because uh, another one of my female friends attended. So she thought they were there for me. She, they wasn't. So she was kind of like distraught at that time. Uh, but she let me know she made it home. Uh, I saw her at uh, I saw her at church the next, but that happened to be yeah. I saw her at church for Bible study. We had that church. I was serving like serving again at church, so I sent her a DM. It was like turkey burgers at Bar Louie, and she was like, "Oh, sure, let's go." And Dang, it was like it was from history from there. Come but she slid she slid in my DM to 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 have a conversation, and it went from there. What are y'all doing for y'all uh, wives? Because I'm just trying to say. 
Um, shopping. My wife want to go shopping, so we definitely going probably Maybe shopping. probably go shopping. <laughs> she got a, she got a couple bags she want, so uh, that's probably where we going bag shopping. Oh, purse shopping. A she, couple. Well, you not know, a bag. So so she a got couple. she she has a couple on her list. We'll probably just get one. <laughs> Let's be very clear. You know, I'm not there yet, but you know, we'll get there. But yeah, um, also probably uh somewhere, you know, get some good to eat. We, we like to go out and get a good get a good meal and do a little shopping. So that's what we got planned so far. We should totally triple day at the Breakfast Club um that just opened up in Shaker Square. I heard it's really good. Just throwing that out there. So yeah, y'all. We got married forever. Mary still fresh. <laughs> That's real. Child trying to get a ring. Oh Lord, have mercy. Y'all pray for me. He still look. It's week to week. He made it through last week. We'll see. See what happened this week. Y'all got what? A year? A year in it? A year in the tank? Two weeks. Right, two It'll weeks. be a year. Two two weeks be a year. So so long to go. That's, that's <laughs> so big long though. to go. No, no. Can we talk about how really big that is? That like, is big. For now, for the for this generation now. Like look, 90 days is a long time for the generation. Let's be real. Like for real, this is this is a huge little landmark for the for this age group. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, a whole year. And it's been a it's been a good year though. Like very hard conversations. It was a couple times I was gonna slap them, but I'm not abusive, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in a relationship. I don't care what nobody say the way the realest way to see Christ is be in relationship with somebody. Do you think from last year to where you are now, with your expectations of what you thought this relationship should look like, does it look that way? Oh, I don't know if that's another relationship tip thing about expectation oh, versus absolutely. reality. Oh, yeah, it is. My, he has challenged me so much in my expectations for marriage and, and relationship. Mm-hmm. I I was a BT movie. You meet, you fall in love, marry. It gone about your business. Everybody around you comes together and is cool with it, good with it. This has challenged. This has challenged me on so many different levels as a person. I told you one of the realest questions he ever asked me. I was bragging about my resume, who I am. I can do this. I can do that. I'm this person. I've been here and da da da. I'm all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole wife. I kept saying that I'm a whole wife, and he stopped me and he was like, "But are you a whole Brittany?" And that changed everything. I've been no, like for real, and really started to do some real work because he was like, I'm just saying, like you keep saying all of these things that you are, but are you a whole person? Because before you a wife, before you uh anybody else, like you're you. And if you're not whole within self, and he's like, That's a journey, so you can't even ask answer that question yet. Um, but I would rather you journey to becoming whole individually before you are so excited to run down the aisle with me. Cause two broken people who ain't, I acknowledge their traumas and all the other stuff in a marriage will rip each other apart. And so that's what we've been working on is becoming whole. Um, and not in a destination sense of, Oh, finally I'm whole. I can get married now, but more of a, I have really dug up some stuff and worked through it and, and determined to keep growing and changing in Christ. So, yeah, no, my expectation is completely different. I used to want a big old platinum wedding, 10,000 people there. We're going to spend all this money. He like, oh, or we could buy a house. Still a beautiful wedding, but let's let's buy a house. Let's 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 get our credit together so we can put 20 down, 30 down on a house. Um, and so that's the type of conversations we're having. So he's like, you're so excited about the day, but what about everything after mm-hmm. the the ceremony? 
And so, like, nah, he. Yeah. yeah, shout out to uh, DJ Focus and, and 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 Mrs. Focus. When we was in, pre- they were our premarital counselors, by the way. Oh, were they? Yeah. That's so cool. So when we were in premarital counseling, the one thing that uh, Mrs. Focus told us was focus on the marriage and not the wedding. Yeah. And that's, that's real because you had to put the work in. And that's if you're not right. willing to put the work in, all the little glitz and glams of walking down the aisle. Because yeah, it adds for it, it, it lasts for a day and your marriage is supposed to be forever. That's real. I most definitely would see that. And I know it, it, this uh, it's so oh my god, it's that's that's a whole nother just conversation about expectation. That whole 50-50. I mm-hmm. think that's a myth. It, relationships are not 50-50 all the time. Like there are some seasons where you, it's 80-20 because mm-hmm. your partner is going through something. And like, can you weather that? Right. Do you have the strength for that? Darius Daniels was like, mm-hmm. Y'all want kids. Can your relationship handle kids right now? Like, that's can true. your marriage handle buying a house? You getting a second job? Can it handle these things? Those are some of the questions that we're asking each other even now. So we definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us today. Another hot show. We definitely appreciate y'all listening to us. Give some tips on relationships. We pray that we bless y'all. T, we, we, we February is coming in and you, you got some black history stuff you're going to share with the people. You want to give them a little teaser? Give them a little teaser where we going. Y'all better be here in February. Because when I tell you, we're not just talking about Martin and Malcolm. We're going to have a really good discussion about them. No doubt, um, just whose theory should apply now and really talking about how to uh, uh, debunk the myth of Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. being soft as an activist. Really some of the conversations and speeches that got left out intentionally um, to kind of to mellow him down. Um, we're talking about some, some hidden figures, Ella Baker. Really, her her attitude and leadership, and how we can take from her and apply to justice now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's going down in February. I can't wait. Some race con- uh, reconciliation conversations, white fragility. What does that mean? And how our white allies can really begin to have conversations with people that look like them to change and reshape what racism looks like. So hopefully, we'll have some 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 dope guests on that can talk about just that. Um, so stay tuned. Come back in February. We need, we, we, yeah, we need you. Yeah, we definitely need y'all. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms. We got giveaways coming up. Uh, we're going to do a Spotify giveaway. Uh, so follow us on Instagram at thefix underscore radio. Follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter at the Fix Radio Show. And listen, if you are not following us on YouTube, what you waiting on? You ask, ask for content. You ask at. You guys ask for video content, so we want to make sure we continue to give you the video content that you want. So these interviews will be loading to uh, YouTube every Friday. Every Friday, we roll out a new interview on YouTube. You know we're on all streaming platforms, podcast platforms, so iTunes, iHeart Podcast, uh, Spotify, every everywhere you can search a podcast, look in the fixed ratio. Oh, yeah, and we just got added to uh, Amazon. Amazon, Alexa, uh the Amazon platform has a podcast, so we just got added to that too as well. So for you ones on your TV and y'all want to say, Alexa, turn on the Fixed Radio Show. Hey, <laughs> you, well, you, can, you, can, you can tap into us on Amazon too as well. Uh, so yeah, listen, we got a hot uh, concert coming up in March. We are hosting the Invasion Tour concert coming up, so definitely stay tuned for those details. That's going to be virtual, and also we'll have limited VIP seating at the uh, venue too as well. So you definitely, when we put those tickets on sale, don't be don't be DMing me or Rico or T talking about, I need a ticket to get in. Once some tickets is gone, they're gone, and you're going to have to uh, purchase it and watch it on virtually. Anything else we forgot? Any other updates? I think that's all the updates.
We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. What's up? It's your girl, Tierra Khalid. And your boy, Rico Suave. And your boy, DJ Focus from the Fix Radio Show. You're tapped into the station that blesses the nation. God's House of Hip Hop Radio, powered by Dash Radio. The Fix is in. Outside the box, we pace better. The Fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take a fence, take a fence, judged by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? The fix is in.